0: Hello, happy Saturday. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Best of the Week podcast. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs wrapped up the preseason this week. It's on to the regular season for Kansas City, but we had to get you caught up. We start things off with the Out of Structure podcast. They discuss the Chiefs' win over Washington and what impressed them about the Chiefs' preseason game number two. After that, we're going to follow things up with the Great British Chiefs show. They took a trip back in time this week. Discussing one of the worst Chiefs playoff losses in the history of the franchise. After that, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll catch up with Chiefs coast-to-coast. They discussed the Chiefs' impressive offense, at least in terms of the starters, through two preseason games. And after that, we'll finish things up with Show and BK. It was a special edition of Show and BK slash Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show as the Chiefs wrapped up their preseason game on Thursday with the Green Bay Packers. That's all coming up on today's Arrowhead Pride Best of the Week.
1: Obviously, the first-team offense could not be more efficient than they have been uh, basically scoring a touchdown on every single drive in the preseason so far. And then uh, the first team defense is, is showing up. I mean, I think really when we sit back and look at this off season and preseason as a whole, most of the things that we predicted or hoped would happen seem to be kind of lining up that way. A lot of, a lot of the young players have stepped right into the roles that we thought they were drafted for and, and they're performing completely as expected or better Uh, and so if that continues to be the case it's going to be a fun season because the to have the youth movement and the success at the same time I think is going to be is going to make this a really fun team to watch so uh, that was that was just my quick impression of the team overall is that the these guys are tuned up and ready to go on the first team and and the youth movement seems to be you know right on schedule right how you draw it up
2: yeah, first of all, on on the arrowhead, you're right, man. That, that that sunny side. when it's September still, man, or you know obviously August, it it gets you, man. It, it comes down on you, but it's beautiful because I sit on that side with my season tickets. And it's beautiful during the winter, man. when that sun's on you, when it's cold, it makes life a lot easier. first of all, but man, you're right, dude, that, that is that is the thing. I, I'm impressed with this team through two games as well. you know, uh, you mentioned three drives, three touchdowns. The first the first team also has, is seven for seven on third down conversions. They have not missed a third down yet. And and, you know, they've I think I, I noted it in my article, but there's there was There's 35 total plays they've run and 18 of them have either moved the sticks or scored a touchdown. That's that's a pretty good rate right there. And I think you're right, man. We're we're exper- we're kind of get the lucky experience of, you know, there's an excitement in rebuilding when those teams are rebuilding. You know, you're on the ground level of a team. And then there's also the excitement of being a contender. We're kind of doing a little bit of both at the same time, a little bit as Chiefs fans. We're kind of get to experience both in both uh, sides of that fun um, as an NFL fan. So I don't know. We're in a great spot, Zach. It's, it's a good time to be a Chiefs fan.
1: It is a good time to be a Chiefs fan, and it's a, a great time to have a podcast with a mailbag because you guys really brought the questions this week. So I'm excited to, to just di- dive right into these instead of going into a whole bunch of – other takes from the game. We've got plenty of good questions to talk about. So let's just uh, let's just go right to it, Ron. Love it. Let's do it, sacks. So from the Chiefs pot, the Chiefs pot on Twitter. What are your pro- projected sack totals over-unders for the big dogs? Uh, 55, 56, 95, 8, 51, etc. Uh, Ron, you have some over individual performance.
2: Yeah, no. First of all, Chiefs pod. I mean, come on, you're stealing our thunder here a little bit. We're the Chiefs pod around these parts, so you, you can't be you can't be stealing our thunder too much. But uh, no, appreciate the question. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. No, there's there's definitely some some big dogs on this defensive line, and I'm trying to set some over unders, man. I'm not Vegas, but I do think I have some good logic behind these stacks. So hear me out real quick. I'm gonna just I'm gonna run through them real quick, and then you can go one by one after. So. Frank Clark, I have at six and a half sacks over or under, I think, you know, his, his career high for, for the chiefs is eight. I think, you know, six, you know, six or seven is kind of that teetering of like, you know, is it a good season or not? I think that's a good number. Carlotta's, I have a five and a half. I think that's just a solid number for a first round rookie. Chris Jones, nine and a half, right? It's either 10 sacks or not. That's that's the important number. That's what's important for Chris Jones. Carlos Dunlap, I have the same numbers. Carlotta's five and a half. And then Mike Dana, since he mentioned him, I have it three and a half, which would be if he goes over, that would be his career high. So from the start stags, Frank Clark, six and a half sacks. What are you feeling there?
1: Yeah, not bad. I mean, I think you got a career in, uh, as a bookie after this, if this doesn't go well for you. <laughs> oh, you think? you think nice. Frank, <laughs> Frank at six and a half feels. If I think I would take the over this year, um, just, just feeling optimistic about Frank. Um, I don't know that he's going to have a fifteen sack performance, but I think he can get to seven or eight pretty pretty easily. So I'll take over on Frank, but just barely.
2: I think I'm with you on that. What about George Karloftis? So five and a half.
1: All right. So as you well know, my pre-draft analysis and post-draft analysis of, of uh, Karloftis was expect four to six sacks. That's what I think. That's what I said. Four to six. <laughs> So th- this is still in that range. Um, now, after watching this weekend and last weekend, what I was worried about with him is that that what he did in college wouldn't translate into NFL blocking. It appears that it does translate and that he's going to be able to do what he does at the NFL level. And if if these first two preseason games are any indication, he might stumble his way into – almost a sack a game I mean there's going to be games where he doesn't right but like if if he just keeps fighting through blocks the way he's doing it now and being relentless like that he's going to get some second and third effort sacks maybe there's one per game or nearly one per game available to him so I'm going to take the over on Karloftis now Um, I'm going to I'm going to say reasonably comfortably let's let's say he's in he doesn't get one per game, but let's be conservative and say one every other game, and say he he gets to that eight eight sack mark, which would be a, a phenomenal number for him this year.
2: Right now you had the you had the chance, tags, had the chance to be the biggest Carlotas hater in in Chiefs Kingdom right there. If you hit the under, I was I was a little worried <laughs> for you. I was a little worried you were going to go there. I'm glad you went over because I agree with you, man. You're right. It, it's not even necessarily that he's this you know that he's this dynamic rusher or anything, and he's going to you know that's why he's going to get these sacks. That motor is there, man, and, and that relentlessness, like you said, and I really do think he's going to end up maybe playing as many snaps as any other defensive end on the team. So at that point, man, you just walk into more than five-and-a-half sacks. You, you'd hope so, at least. We know Frank Clark only got four last year, so, you know. But, hey, I, I think there's a little bit of a, an effort difference between the two. Uh, you know, I, I love Frank, but there's, that motor is hard to replicate. But I'm going to go Chris Jones. I'm, I'm going to talk Chris Jones here at nine-and-a-half stags. Is that a good number for you?
1: Yeah, it's a great number, um, man. I, I'm feeling like a homer here, going over on all three of the main pass rushers here. Uh, but yeah, I think Jones is back in double digits again this year, and, and I think comfortably so. Uh, you know, give me 12 ish for for Jones on the season. So I, I think I think he's comfortably over that mark as well.
2: I agree with you there, Carlos Dunlap, five and a half. This one's a little tricky.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go under at this point because. It was just reported, I think even today, that the reason Dunlap hasn't been practicing or playing uh, is the probably the, the worst uh, word for all Chiefs fans when it comes to injuries. Uh, it's an Achilles. Now, they didn't say it was a tear or, or surgery or anything like that, but when your Achilles starts acting up, I feel like that's a bad omen for his health this season. Uh, if he's not healthy, he's not on the field that much, and these other guys are are forming or exceeding expectations then you know the focus isn't going to be on let's get make sure we get Dunlop his so i'm going to go under for him uh and just say it, some of it might be a, an availability issue
2: yeah that's why it's tricky you know i'm, I'm glad you caught that because yeah it is a big story right now i think you know an achilles is something that you know, every football player obviously needs, but it really helps you explode, right? It really helps that, that burst off the line, I think. And if you're not feeling well in that area, I don't think you're going to be playing very well, uh, you know, as a pass rusher. So, but it's also tricky because I think he's had six, at least six sacks the last like 10 plus years or something. Um, So, you know, it, it's kind of a pride thing for him, I think. And and you kind of mentioned, he kind of mentioned that when he talked to the media um, earlier, this mm-hmm. training camp. So,
1: it's interesting, yeah, he you know, I, maybe his Achilles heel this year, you know, Oh God, we're, we're
2: starting the puns early here. All right. Mike Dana, three and a half. What do you think in there?
1: Hey man, I've got to over on just about everybody else. I'm going to go under three and a half for Mike Dana. Um, not that he's a bad player. Just, he's just not that much of a pass rusher. And uh, he'll, he'll eat up some snaps. He'll, he'll help you against the run. Um, you know, so I'll go under on, on him.
2: Yeah. And, and three, again, is Mike Dana's career high. So that's why I put it at three and a half. And yeah, I think you're right, because I don't I think he's going to probably see the least amount of playing time he's had so far in his career, maybe this year, Um, just because, well, you know, hey, if Dunlap's, you know, not healthy, then maybe not. But there is the also the flip side, though, that he is playing a little more on the interior and in pass rushing situations, which, you know, that could, you know, help him run into a few more sacks, too. So. It is interesting, but yeah, I'm with you on. I, I think I agree with you on all of those. I'm, I'm not going to lie; I don't like agreeing with you too much, Stag. So let's move on and <laughs> try to try to disagree on some stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a bad policy. Um, Jake Wilson and Jake for now. Our guy this year's draft class looks likely to test Spagnolo's tolerance for rookie playing time. What is the maximum number of defensive rookies that we could see on the field together? That's an interesting
2: question. Yeah. Cause he mentions Fenton's injury is, is link. You know, we don't know if it's, it's a long-term injury or not. So if it does linger and Josh, Joshua Williams, the rookie gets early PT and he he asked, does it limit reps for Brian cook, Leo Chanel, Jalen Watson, et cetera, which I get his point, right? It's like, okay, we can't throw all these guys out there, but at the same time, especially at the cornerback position, I mean, these guys have been getting those reps, right? We're not talking about throwing guys into the fire, you know, uh because you know, after going with the second and third team all training camp and preseason. You know, I, I guess Watson and Williams haven't necessarily gone with the first team. Well, Williams has, I should say, in the in the nickel, I guess. Well, no, Fenton Fenton just got hurt, I guess. So I'm talking all around myself. But all that to say, it's just there there's they've been getting the playing time, especially a guy like Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams. They've been getting those reps.
1: Well, and, and you notice that Jake doesn't say how many starters are they going to have on defense? How many are they going to see on the field together? And, and I think it's a good question because you've got Karloftis who's going to get 50% of the snaps or more. I think that's you can lock that in right now, right? So he's going to be on the field a lot. Uh, Leo Chanel is probably going to be your majority Sam linebacker, so we'll see. I mean, who sure cares if so. he's a starter or not? He'll get plenty of snaps, so you those guys can be on the field together. McDuffie's gonna be on the field all the time, right? He could be hundred percent snap guy or close to it. And then yeah, Williams or Watson filling in there and Brian Cook being your third, your third safety. I mean, how many is that? What is that? Is that five? Is that almost half your defense? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're gonna play significant snaps and likely together.
2: So, I think the answer is, yeah, it will absolutely test his tolerance, you know I mean it, it, that's the case, and yeah, the maximum number is probably five right it's It's hard to see another rookie squeezing in with those five on the field together um but the interesting part about this, I mentioned corner, you know Joshua williams has has been impressive, right he's made some he's made some plays in, in training camp, but man. Jalen Watson, you know, he's, he's been very impressive to me and I know it's not been at the same level, um, in terms of where, you know, Williams is playing with the ones more than, than Watson has in the preseason and stuff, but Watson has still been very impressive stags. And I don't know, they're both rookies. One of them played in the pack 12 last year. The other played in D two. Like, is it that crazy to think that maybe like Watson could, you know, surpass Williams at some point, um, because, One of them is going to have to play, you know, very significant snaps. And I don't know, maybe it comes down to it where a guy that's played major college football, you know, maybe he's more ready for it right away than Williams. I don't know. I, I just think I've been really impressed with him. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Williams was one of the big stories of training camp, partially because we felt like he came out of nowhere. And partially because I think you get a look at those big physical players, the big long the long arm guys in those one-on-one drills and, in, and what you see in St. Joe, it's not exactly the same as a game situation. And sometimes those physical traits make a guy look more impressive in camp. And then when the games actually come on, then you see who's, who's more ready. Uh, and and so maybe that's what we're seeing now is that, that Williams has the impressive physical traits, uh, but, but Watson may be more ready, you know, to contribute. And right. I think he's, Watson's taken his lumps, but he's learned from them. And I think there's been a few plays that jumped out at me. I mean, that, the play that I loved from this last week's game was, you know, he, was he had a blocker completely on him and was able to, to come off of that blocker and make a tackle. I think it was a tackle for a loss even. Mm-hmm. And it was a, really a spectacular play, a physical play you know, that showed great awareness of where he was on the field, physicality and, and technique to be able to, to, to make that play in the run game you know, I think that alone says to me that this is a guy that you can put on the field and, you know, he's not going to hurt you. And, and I think you know, he, he might make some mistakes, but he sure seems like he's got the short memory uh, required to bounce back from that. So I think the arrows pointing straight up on Watson. Uh, I think, I think Williams is, is still, I don't think Williams has fallen off. I think he's, I right, think he's, right. he's going to be a contributor this year for sure. But I didn't expect – prior to training camp, I didn't expect Watson – th- he felt like a practice squad pick to me at, at the time. Uh, now I think he's firmly on the 53, and, and he might get I, – yeah, I think we might be in agreement that he's he's going to get – he might get a full chance to uh, to contribute, maybe even ahead of Williams.
2: Yeah, it's just one of those things where I think we all saw Williams take those first he, – he was the first guy up, right? And so now in our heads we're like, okay, well, he – has impressed them more. And so we're kind of, you know, it's kind of like, okay, Williams is over Watson on the depth chart. Well, things can change really quick guys, especially with two rookies, right? None of them have earned the right over the other to, to play. I mean, it, it's definitely, it could change. And I, I do think you get to week one maybe. And again, a guy who's played D2 football, like maybe, it, maybe, a you know, maybe it just looks a little too big for him once we get there, but I'm not saying it does yet. Um, I'm, You know, it's more hypothetical. I just really am impressed with J- Jalen Watson, so. It's good we shout him out, because I really think he's, he's a lock for the 53. I think we all know that at this point, um, obviously. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they use him. In this week's show, Tom and
3: I are going back in time to revisit an iconic Chiefs game from the past in our special podcast called Back to the Chiefs. This is where we act like we are literally living in the moment of a Chiefs game from the past. We'll be poking fun at the games from yesteryear with funny quips and mostly ironic takes for your enjoyment. So, sit back, relax, as we take you back to an iconic Chiefs game for all the wrong reasons. That's right, it's the 2013 AFC wildcard game between the Chiefs and the Colts. (laughs) How's it going Chiefs Kingdom? It's playoff time. Chiefs versus Colts on the road to Super Bowl 48. We are only three games away from
4: the
1: big
3: one.
4: Yes. Yes. <laughs> here we go. Here we yeah, go. Yeah,
3: This is it. Tom and I are here to give you a rundown on how the teams line up. Our halftime thoughts and post game analysis for tonight's AFC wildcard playoff matchup between the Chiefs and the Colts.
4: Man, this is a big one, isn't it? Huge, huge. After huge. last
3: season, here we are.
4: Yes, 2 and 14 to <laughs> AFC wildcard match. What a season so far for the Chiefs. What a hiring Andy Reid's been. What a hiring, yeah, John Dorsey. Been. What a man. Alex Smith has been man, this team. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Let's go. Let's go. It's playoff time. Let's go.
3: <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm really I'm I'm kind of shaking, really. I'm 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 full of adrenaline because you know, this game means so much because of obviously where we've come from from the last season, because you know, there's been a big change around. We didn't think it was going to be happening so quickly. Um, but Andy Reid is a magician,
4: isn't he? <laughs> And he reads The Magician. He wears a magic hat. And when he saw the Super Bowl, we he said he's having that. Oh, I'm buzzing. I am buzzing, man. Like, I've literally just come straight from the Emirates Stadium. Arsenal versus Spurs this evening. Yeah. i come straight from work. Like, I work at Arsenal. I work in the museum, work on stadium tours. Walk straight out of that, into the stadium. Arsenal beat Tottenham 2-0. Theo Walcott got injured. He stuck his things up 2-0 in front of all the Spurs fans. Hopefully, that'll be the only injury we see tonight. Fingers crossed. Theo yeah. Walcott celebrating from the Spurs fans. Arsenal win 2-0, knock Spurs out of the FA Cup. And now I'm on my way to the Arrowheads Abroad meetup in London. First ever meetup for them. Going to meet five or six guys. Obviously, I'm going to call in with you at halftime, call in with yeah. you full time, check on how we're getting on. But man, I'm just so pumped. Playoff football. It feels like this team is just on the edge of greatness. I cannot wait.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Alex Smith handles this because we haven't had a quarterback like this who handles like well since Montana. Let's say, who's handled a, a playoff <laughs> uh, situation as as coolly and calmly. So
4: yeah.
3: I'm really looking forward to seeing how Alex Alex Smith does this. Uh, you know, tonight. Alex
4: Smith in San Francisco was unbelievable in the playoffs. Yeah. If it wasn't for injury, he'd still be Alex Smith. Uh, he would still be the 49ers quarterback. Unfortunately, Colin Kaepernick played very well. I'm sure Colin Kaepernick will be the quarterback for the San Francisco for the next two decades. I'm sure. I'm sure that's the case. Yeah. But Alex Smith, all that playoff experience, so close to making a Super Bowl in uh, two or three years ago, but you know, an interception or a fumble, rather, wasn't it? A fumble cost him yeah. a place in in the Super Bowl. All that playoff experience. He had his best game in the playoff. I'm sure tonight he's going to be unbelievable.
3: He's definitely the man. I mean, I feel safe knowing that we we've, we've got we ha- that we haven't got like an aggressive loose cannon at quarterback. Mm, you know, somebody yeah, who's like you know like a gunslinger that kind of thing. He's a game manager. That's what we want in this team, and we might need to make sure that you know he he manages the game coolly, calmly. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, it, it's very key that we keep cool in this game.
4: Yeah, conservatism wins in the playoffs, 100%. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And that's that's how I feel about this going team. Andy Reid, okay, yeah, he has his box of tricks and he's obviously got the dynamite that is Jamal Charles. And he has like these guys, these receivers, Donny Avery, uh, Dwayne Bowe, all these guys that can make plays. But what I like is that when the Chiefs need to manage a game, they are so, so good at it. And I just, I, I'm honestly... Going into this, the Colts might be the home team. They might be two-and-a-half-point favourites. Yeah. But the Chiefs, with their, their, their talent on defence and the experience they have at coaching quarterback, I feel like they're ready. They're ready to make a run.
3: You mentioned him before, Jamal Charles, season MVP, surely. I mean the way he's been playing recently has been Well, in the league
4: or just in the league.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
4: Without a doubt. He's... I mean, the way he's returned from injury has been unbelievable. I mean he's certainly the fantasy MVP for this season, that is for sure. What yeah. was it only a few weeks ago he was got what five touchdowns against the Ravers was Raiders, wasn't it? Yeah, right. just <laughs> unbelievable. Did you have him in your fantasy league? i did actually yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah i think you got like 51 points that one game day or something like that I mean, Leaky. mad Leaky. absolutely mad but before we get to the like before we get on yeah um and i'm sorry for shoehorning this in but you know sometimes on a podcast you just have to go out there a little bit on, but on the tube here some man started talking to me about something called bitcoin, bitcoin. and yeah yeah exactly and he said to me tom if somehow i gave him my name i don't know why but <laughs> just give he, said, name these days, dear. he said tom i'm going to give this piece of advice for free and he said buy bitcoin and I, I, what i think it was i think he probably just went to the cinema to see the wolf of wall street oh, and right, he okay. got a little bit excited about leonardo dicaprio and margot robbie and decided actually i'm going to start pretending to be a financial advisor to the point where he starts talking to strangers and started making up things called bitcoin so i don't know have you heard of it before I'd never heard of it, mate. I mean, wait, wait, what's the concept though? Is it just like you just buy coins? Yeah, basically, but buying coins in bits, I think. What like, in bi- bits? Bits of, of coins. Bits of coin. That's why. That's why I assumed it was. I but...
3: Never take off, that man. Will it? I mean, it's not as if anybody's going to get like paid in that in a salary, is it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Never take off. It never never take, off. take off, mate. Never take off. Um, I mean. Let's talk about some of the, uh, the 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 other kind of keys in this in this matchup before we get into the actual game. Because, um, you know, we've talked about the offensive side, you know, Alex Smith, Jamal Charles. Let's have a good look at the defensive side because, you know, we've got a defense now that looks to be solid. We've got some great players in there now. I mean, Eric Berry's looking good. Uh, Justin Houston is great. Uh, Derek Johnson, one of your favorites. Uh, Tamba Harley, um, you know Marcus Cooper as well. He's another one who I think when you get you look at those players. I mean they're like Pro Bowl level players.
4: Yeah. But, well, they, the Chiefs had like nine Pro Bowlers last year, even though exactly. they were like two and fourteen or something stupid like that. Crazy, isn't it? So
3: you know, you know that with Bob Sutton holding the reins of this defence. You know that it's not going to be a high-scoring game with somebody like, you know, Bob Sutton in, in charge, here. No. You? you? know it's. I it, feel safe knowing that we have him and we have this team, we have the players that, you know, that will back him up. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing what they can do in this. I mean, do you think there's going to be many takeaways in this or is that going to be key, do you think, for this?
4: Well, no, I don't. Because, like, if you look at the Chiefs' defensive performance in this past regular season... Yeah they only conceded like more than 27 twice that yeah. twi- no three times once against the raiders but they won that 56 31 yeah then they lost to the Bron. Uh, they lost to the broncos 28-35 and they lost to the chargers 38-41 so they were all in like div- uh, they were in division games so mm. the in division games the offense is always going to have a little bit of an upper hand because they've seen each other so many times yeah. but overall this this defense is bob Sutton defense has been something that's that we can rely on. And I think when you've got a unit like that and you have a defensive coordinator like that, I think they're probably built for playoff football. And and they get after the quarterback very well, Tamba Harley, Justin Houston, God knows how many sacks those two have had amongst each other this year. The defensive touchdowns that we scored. Remember, obviously, Eric Berry got one early in the season against Philadelphia Eagles. Sean Smith got one against the Bills earlier. I think that was like a hundred yard return, wasn't it? That he got early in the season as well. So the, the defense is always up for making big plays, and and obviously they're going against a quarterback in Andrew Luck, who is. Remember, he's a he. He's only like what his second year starting, I believe it is. So yeah, yeah. he's second first playoff game. So it's gonna be he's gonna be a big occasion for him, and I, I I fancy the Chiefs to get after him early and the Chiefs to build some momentum before halftime uh, where they can. Get after this quarterback and probably create some turnovers. I I, I fancy the defense's chance of tonight. And obviously, we have really haven't talked about the big guy enough, Andy Reed. Like this, this, big this really? guy. Like it's, do you know it's been a year to the day since he got hired by the Chiefs? Yeah, a year to the day. And it's what like a way
3: longer, does not it?
4: It does. He does. He does. Um, what a way to mark your anniversary, um, like a playoff game come on like is it how long like he had so many bad times in playoff games in Philadelphia yeah go on mark your first one in Kansas City with a win come on yeah
3: i mean he's he's always been i think the eagles fans were kind of a bit harsh on him because of his clock management and stuff didn't yeah. they? as well and in, in in the past and you know i mean it, it's a bit harsh because he's he's made the eagles a kind of bit of a powerhouse in in recent years mm-hmm. you know um you know getting to to multiple like nfc championship games um And yeah, he's, he's, you know, it's, he's, he's kind of fallen on our our lap and already we're seeing the fruits of it, the fruits of having Andy Reid here. And it's, it's been a great, great start to him, I think. And if you can keep this up, if you can keep this up, I'm certain we can get a Super Bowl or two out of him. Yeah, definitely.
4: 100%.
3: 100%. Anyway, game's about to start, mate. Uh, Should we have a quick prediction?
4: Okay, I, I think it's going to be a, a cagey affair. I think, feel like Alex Smith is going to have a good game, like a a really good Alex Smith game. Two hundred yeah. yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Jamal Charles, he's going to be the guy that we lean on. He's going to he's going to have a one fifty game. You know, just a good Jamal Charles game. Two rushing touchdowns, one one uh, receiving touchdown, and then when we need to close out the game, the defense will do it, and Jamal Charles will run down the uh, Colts throat. On the other side of the ball, I fancy Bob Sutton, I fancy Justin Houston, I fancy Tamba Harley, really to get after Andrew Luck and really create havoc for him. So I'm going for quite a convincing Chiefs win. I'm going to go for the Chiefs 38 and the Colts 10.
3: Right. So, yeah, so in, in what you were saying, obviously the Chiefs, if they score more than 30, let's say, yeah. It's pretty much nailed on that yeah. we, we're going to yeah. the next round. They're going to run.
4: They're just going to run. They're going to run, 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 run. Yeah, behind yeah. this offensive line, Jeff Allen, Jeff Schwartz, uh, Brandon Albert, like they've got all the guys there that they can run behind. They're going to, Nile Davis, you'll see a lot of Niall Davis tonight as well. Nile Davis, Jamal Charles, they're going to run, run, run. Alex Smith's going to put the ball in the air when he needs to. When he gets down to the red zone, they're going to run, 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 run through this Colts defense. They're going to score points 38 10, book it.
3: Right. I'm going 30 20 to the Chiefs.
4: Oh, oh. Let's do Let's it.
3: Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, we'll be back with our halftime thoughts. Uh, enjoy the game, Chiefs Kingdom, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. It's set for the fifth seed. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the home team, the
5: fourth seed Indianapolis Colts. Kansas City has won the toss. As you look at Chuck Pagano, this is his first full year on the sidelines after battling leukemia last season. And Andy Reid... Try to get his team and break this playoff drought. Alex Smith, the quarterback for Kansas City, will get his hands on the ball first. As the Chiefs set an NFL record with 29.9-yard average per kickoff return. Their special teams have been absolutely brilliant city. Marching it down the field. They're at the Colt 39. And they give it back to Charles, who darts his way for more good yardage. Gain of seven for Charles, who's down on the turf. Jamal, Jamal Charles has made his way off the field after the gain of seven going through what appears to be concussion protocol. Niall Davis now in the backfield for the Chiefs. And Smith with a pitch to Davis. About that? A in motion to the left. Smith to the end zone, and he's got Dwayne Bow for the touchdown. So on third and goal, Smith gets Dwayne Bow to open up the scoring in the NFL playoffs. Second down and five from the Kansas City 10. Another pass. That one for a touchdown to Hilton. And of course, Robert Mathis having a Pro Bowl year again. Smith on third and ten, looking deep downfield and wide open is Donnie Avery. So there's the latest connection. Donnie Avery, the recipient of the Smith touchdown pass. Trent Richardson, the lone setback as Hilton goes in motion and they pitch it to Trent Richardson. The big acquisition in September for the Colts, and he puts the ball in the ground, and it's picked up by Justin Houston, and Kansas City has it. So the first time Trent Richardson touches the ball, he fumbles it. Well, the Colts defense dug in earlier when Kansas City got up close. Look at the shovel pass there to Anthony Sherman. Uh, how about this playbook? Wait a minute! Who said he can't make plays? So first and goal. Ball now inside the five, and pulling his way in is Niall Davis for another touchdown. Luck and the Colts try to get some sort of drive and positivity going into the locker room there Mike. Yeah, this is an important drive, obviously. I, I mean, I'm. I'm I'm stating the obvious, but at this point, Andrew Luck's got to do anything he can to get points. Yeah, on and the without his counterpart, Haley has not been as effective either. That was a loss of seven, and Luck's pass is picked off by Brandon Flowers. The Pro Bowl corner. With the interception. Kansas City in the first half, they have a 21-point lead over the Indianapolis Colts as the Colts are at home. And, Mike, like a lot of people wanted to make a big deal out of the matchup a couple of weeks ago when at Arrowhead Indianapolis handled Kansas City. You weren't in that camp.
4: <laughs> I
5: just
3: felt like Kansas City's got a lot more frontline talent. Man, there we are, Chiefs' kingdom. Halftime. Your Kansas City Chiefs, 31, Colts, 10. I mean, this was domination from the start, wasn't it?
4: Man, like, pinch me. Is this, <laughs> is this, is this, the, is this the Chiefs in the playoffs? <laughs> like, I, I heard something about curses pre-game. Pff, please. Curses. <laughs> curses are for losers. Ah, come on. As if. 31-10 at time. I think I've just seen a stat the most ever scored by an away team at half in the first half in a playoff game ever. That's insane. I didn't even know Uh, that stat. Andy Reid's Chiefs making history in the playoffs. Man. Where do we start? Where right. do we start with I mean, this? Like, I I'm, I, I don't know whether just to, like, you know, just like <laughs> scream with excitement or just, you know, already get the champagne and get get the rounds in at the bar and just start celebrating. I just yeah. don't know what to do with myself. This is, this bring, is crazy. Bring the champagne, forget the ice. We don't need to put
3: it on ice here, do we? <laughs> just bring the champagne in. We're, we're, we're going through the next round. I mean, this is, I mean, let me just say by start by saying that Alex Smith, we everything we said at the beginning. He's calm. He's cool. He's the man with the job, isn't he? He he just manages this game right the way down to it. And we said, we said, didn't yeah. we? we were right. Right
4: at the beginning. This is what we wanted out of a quarterback. I mean, like I said, he's going to be a game manager tonight. And I couldn't be more wrong. Like <laughs> it, it, it looks like finally the Chiefs have got like their own mini Brett Favre. Honestly, yeah. it really does. The way he's slinging like shovel passes and just like slinging it, long shots to Donny Avery, just Man, Alex Smith decided. Right, this is my time. Everyone's watching me. It's Saturday night. It's the playoffs. Let, 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 let's go! And it's just been, it's just been amazing. But I don't think we should start with Alex Smith. I think yeah. we need to start with with the defense. Like, yeah, they they, they have set a tone, set a tone early. Like, I think it was was it the first was it the first drive that there was an interception. Yeah, <laughs> literally the first yeah. drive. I Brilliant, wasn't it? I did write it down somewhere, but I've, I've lost my notes. I can't, I can't remember the last. Probably spilt
3: it on your beer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but literally, like the first player the uh, first drive of the day, is just like oh interception, and then the Chiefs just go down the other end, other end, and score. Yeah, um, just just outrageous, outrageous.
3: I mean, it, there is a bit of a dampener on this because we we have lost Jamal Charles, which it, it looked a bit. It, I mean, he's gone off with concussion, but I didn't see where where he got it i mean was it did his head bang off the turf or something or cause it certainly wasn't it, off a player was it? it
4: it must be like i know that had that defender late jumping over and it stayed yeah. they speculated maybe he took a knee to the side of the head i i didn't see that on replay i i, I saw his head bounce off the floor but it didn't yeah. look like the impact was like yeah. too like too much i thought it, i thought it was okay but obviously not the doctors pulled him aside and they said, he's got concussion. It did make me laugh though, how Jamal just like started running up and down. Yeah. <laughs> the sidelines is like, I'm fine I'm coach. Right. Put me in, put me in, put me in, I'm fine coach. And, like, <laughs> and the doctor just wasn't having any of it. Just like grabbing him by the arm. and yeah. said, no Jamal, you're coming with me. And yeah, it, it looks like he's, he's, he's done for the game. But, in a, in a way, I know concussions shouldn't be classed as a blessing, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise because now he's going to get all that rest and his legs aren't going to take those hits from yeah. going into next week because Niall Davis has certainly looked the part so far.
3: I think the Chiefs have done that for real. I think the Chiefs have thought, you know what, Jamal, sit this one out.
4: <laughs> Even at nil-nil, no, sit just sit it out.
3: One. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, because, you know, Niall Davis has got it. Um, he he looks great. I mean, especially you were saying about this online before he's running behind that long line so much and he's even he's even getting the ball obviously in the you know out in the slats and everything and yeah you know uh, the screens and everything for him it's just you know oh man i've i've told you how much i love screenplays, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's brilliant it's, it's it's fantastic and and it just oh man it just seems to be an air of excitement by this team an air of confidence and it all starts yeah. with the quarterback and the head coach Um, These two are going to be linking up for many years to come. I can tell, um, you know, they just,
6: they just seem to have clicked. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference.
7: What the first team offense has put on tape, Mark, I mean, three drives if you're counting back to Chicago, three touchdowns. They've looked efficient and such, but I'll be the negative, Nancy. Since nobody wants to say it, everybody wants to, 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 you know, pile on the offense and the passing offense for not missing a step. You
8: know know what I'm going going to
7: say, man. I I need more balance. We were promised more balance coming into this year. The rushing attack, and I'm talking specifically from the running backs. The numbers will be misleading because Shane Buchel – has racked up all those extra yards scrambling, but man, he thinks Tim Tebow out there. It has not been. It has not been a balanced attack. I, I've been extremely underwhelmed with what I've seen from the Chiefs' rushing attack. Has not shown me any creativity this off season. Hasn't shown me Clyde Edwards-Alaire used in a different capacity. He hasn't shown me that he's gained any explosiveness or speed or any of that, and. You know, as much as the Isaiah Pacheco hype train is rolling along, there have been some some rookie growing pains, and I'll throw that tweet up in Jumbotron, because it generated some pub as well, but as encouraged I am by the by the first-team offense, passing specifically, the the rushing game leaves me just uh, as worried as they did last year.
8: And are you referring to that tweet that shows when Pacheco missed the hole? Is that what you're talking about?
7: Yes, correct. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm searching yeah. for it now.
8: Yeah, I was about to talk about that, and... Here's the thing that I was wondering when I was watching the game. And I was disappointed with that, too. I actually made a tweet saying that my only complaint, not just for the offense, but the whole entire team, is really just the lack of a rushing attack. And I was just wondering, because it's hard to tell sometimes when you're just watching a game on TV until you actually watch the All-22 film. I was wondering, is it more of the offensive line's fault? Or is it the running backs just not uh, running in, in the right holes? And I think it's actually the running backs. Obviously, that one play everybody's talking about that you just referenced that you just put in the jumbotron where Pacheco he should have bounced it to the right, and then you can see Mahomes kind (laughs) of upset with him after the play, saying, "Hey man, you supposed to run that way." So I don't. That kind of gives me more, um, I guess you could say, optimism. The fact that it's more on the running backs than the offensive line because you know we already pegged this offensive line as being you know top five, and they're built for the running game, primarily. Like, there are a bunch of physical guys, bunch of bullies, especially in that interior where you got Trey, Trey Smith, Creed, and Joe Tooney, right? So I think that's something that can be corrected from the running backs, especially with Pacheco being a rookie. And you got to realize, this guy came from Rutgers, man. So I, I can imagine their offensive line wasn't very good. So um, he has to trust his offensive line more because he's not used to doing that. And I think that will happen with time.
7: It's preseason, so, you know, I'm hitting the yellow button, of course. You know, I'm not, I'm not panicking. I'm not anything yet. But, you know, if we entered the year, and I know we did because we talked about this on this podcast ad, uh, ad nauseum, like, how does Kansas City make the next step in this Mahomes 2.0 era? How does Mahomes evolve without Tyreek Hill? And we both came back to the point of they have to be more balanced in running the ball. Uh, you say it's on the running backs, you, you know, I, I'm tending to say that, you know, there is some sort of middle ground here. There needs to be a better, uh, point attack on, on how to use the running backs. I, I think I said this on the pod last week. I, I think I'm more willing to give Clyde a, a benefit of the doubt that he's a better athlete than we've seen from him. And, and, and I would agree with his, his showing so far in, in, in preseason. It just uh, maybe you're thinking that the Chiefs are working on things that maybe we won't see until later in the year, whatever it is. Obviously, I'm pleased with the results, but you can nitpick how to get there a little bit. And I and I want to see more from the running attack.
8: OK, and since we're on the running backs before we move on, I, I just want to test your temperature. I think this is going to be like a well, I guess this is going to be the last week when we can do this, actually. But it's been a weekly thing. Well, where do you stand right now on Ronald Jones making or not making the team?
7: Uh, I believe you said, where do I stand right now on Ronald Jones?
8: Did did I have that right? Yeah. Where do you stand on him making or not making the team?
7: They keep booting me out of space, man. Talk to your folks. Uh, That's
8: weird.
7: We're good now? You're good? We're talking about Ronald Jones, correct?
8: Yeah, I was asking you, where do you stand on him making or not making the team?
7: You know, the the move that I'm sure we're going to get to at some point, but it, it comes up now, and it's Derek Gore. Uh, fracturing his thumb and, and potentially missing time being placed on IR potentially. That opens room. That opens spot. That, that, that right there gives you one more opportunity to, to maybe show me what you got and, and where the numbers weren't what they were a week ago. It gives you an opportunity. I can't say that anything that he's in the preseason has given me an, uh, a reason to add him to the roster, but trying to fr- finish up the preseason on a high note here on Chiefs Coast to Coast. It is Chiefs versus Packers. Thursday night football. If you're here in KC, you can watch that game on KSHB 41. Last preseason game as the Chiefs try and tune back up for the regular season. Four straight AFC title games. Maybe it's a fifth. I don't like what I've seen from the running game. My guy Mark Gunnels is loading back into the Bro, room. They, I know they, they kick me out now. If, yeah, this is. Yeah. what the heck, <laughs> it's a problem. You know, once they kick you out,
8: it, it's really something going
7: down. I mean. Is space is still in beta, or what's going on, Mark? Come on,
8: man. I, I, I'll I'll talk to my my space cadets, man.
7: Talk <laughs> to so him. Sound like service
8: sort of fed up, man. He's like, we're going to, we're going back to video full time next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I didn't get to hear your answer on Ronald Jones. Can you tell me one more time? I'm sorry.
7: Derek Gore getting hurt opens up a spot for him. But, uh, I mean, that's about it, right? That that puts you back in good graces just purely because it's a numbers game. I can't look at anything he's put on tape in the preseason or camp that says, you know, this guy's earned a spot on the roster.
8: No, I agree. I agree. Uh, thank you guys once again for joining us on Chiefs Coast to Coast. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I don't know why Spaces is hating on us right now. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, I guess I'll take the fall for it since I'm Rayjon Rondo today. Uh, it's crazy how it happens. It's crazy how it happens when I'm the point guard. It's really, it's really bizarre, <laughs> really bizarre to say the least. But uh, before we get into tomorrow's game, we have to touch on this topic. And also, by the way, guys, if you guys want to uh, join up, come up here and ask some questions. Just request. We we'll see, I see a couple requests right now, so hang tight. We'll get to you at the end of the show. But We have to talk about this, man. Another former wide receiver from the Chiefs taking a jab at Mahomes. If you guys haven't seen, Sammy Watkins was asked by actually his teammate. This happened actually a month ago. I don't know why it just came out. But, you know, in the locker room, it's like, hey, who would you take, basically, right? I'm paraphrasing. Mahomes or Rodgers? And (laughs) Sammy Watkins had this to say. He said he's amazing how he controls the ball. Talking about Aaron Rodgers here, how he puts everyone in place. I've been with a lot of quarterbacks, and I've never seen them carry themselves like Aaron Rodgers. And then he said this, I think Pat is incredibly good, but A-Rod is on a whole nother level. What is your reaction, Aaron?
7: Why are you so messy, dog? It seems like every single time one of these topics comes up, Mark Gunnels is right in the middle of it, Recording, instigating, waiting to stir up some drama. What do you think he's going to say, Why are you blaming? His quarterback now is Aaron Rodgers. Hold His on, quarterback before hold on. was Patrick Mahomes. His quarterback before was Lamar Jackson. Whoever is throwing you the balls currently is the best quarterback you've ever seen. It, first it, of all, it, hold on. Let me simple. put a pin
8: there. Let me put a pin right there, first of all. He did not say any of this stuff with Lamar Jackson, first of all.
7: What's he supposed to say?
8: In terms of comparisons to Mahomes, he did not say nothing like this when he was in Baltimore.
7: If somebody came Sex. to me now and said, "You know, who's the best podcast co-host you could ever have?" Yeah, you
8: would be offended if I if I mentioned an ex
7: podcast. Okay, co-host.
8: but here's the <laughs> but here's the issue, Aaron. He didn't have to say A. Rod is on a whole other level. You don't have to say that. But he is. I mean, currently, no, he's not. Aaron
7: Rodgers is on a different level than Patrick Mahomes. How? Based <laughs> on what? I mean, there's a couple of different metrics we could go by, but it, 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 it's like your flavor, right? Like, some people like their coffee oh, with a whole, little so sugar. You're saying, so, you're some saying some people not, like their coffee with a, with a little bit of cream. You so, know, you're sometimes. saying
8: Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes are not in the same tier. Aaron Rodgers is in a whole different tier than the, Patrick Mahomes. That's what you're saying. Here you go, being messy again. Lord of mercy. You just, you just agree. He's on a whole <laughs> other level. So, you're telling me A Rod is in a tier by himself.
7: I think they're both great quarterbacks. I think they're both deserving of where they should be as far as NFL rankings are concerned.
8: Um, uh, you know, this you go, is... You got the politically correct answer. Here you this go. is...
7: You so... This is... You want to be Skip Bayless so bad. This is perfect. This, this you is You right literally just
8: said... <laughs> you just agreed with Sammy Watkins and said he's on a whole other level. So I'm asking you, what tier... He's in tier one, and Mahomes is tier two? I got Rodgers in tier one, and Mahomes in tier one A. <laughs> so he's not on a whole nother level then.
7: <laughs> well, I've never caught footballs from either one of them. So here's what I'm going to have to do. We'll set this up. Arrowhead Pride. Maybe Serta can get this set up. You know, we'll have Rodgers before the game tomorrow. He'll throw me a couple passes. Then I'll have Mahomes come down throw me a couple passes. And then I can make a fair
8: evaluation. But until then... I don't think I can really say. i just say they're both great quarterbacks. Anyway, so, I mean, so your your overall takeaway is Sammy Watkins should say this. Like, you have no issue with this.
7: Well, duh. This is like the same thing when Tua went down to Miami and was like, oh, or excuse me, when Tyreek went down to Miami and was like, oh, no, Tua's the
8: best quarterback I've ever played with. It's like, <laughs> what do y'all expect he's going to say? But here's <laughs> the here's the thing, though. Like, you don't think there's something more there because – I mean, I don't see other guys bash their former quarterbacks the way I've seen Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins do. Like, you can, you can big up your quarterback without downing the other. And this feels like they're big up the quarterback and then also downing Mahomes. Like, you can do it without, like, downing the other guy. You, you don't believe that? I'm going
7: to tell you, Mark, this is so nothing that it was literally said a month ago, and it didn't make headlines. <laughs> it, it was said a month ago, and nobody said anything. And now, in the in the lead-up to them playing, not really playing each other, standing across the sideline from each other wearing, wearing shoulder pads and a visor, people had to dig up some new news. FS1 and all your folks got to work and said, Oh, we found something. We, we got one. <laughs> Y'all celebrated
8: and had content for weeks. I, I, I will not allow that content
7: to infiltrate this show.
8: Well, now you know tomorrow when you're at the game, Sammy Watkins will get booed. Inside of Arrowhead,
7: Sammy Watkins was gonna get booed in Arrowhead, no matter what.
8: Nah, I don't know about that. I actually don't know about that.
7: I don't. Sammy think... Sammy Watkins was on that list for Chiefs fans. He he, he was on that list where if you did something good, you know, all it took was one thing bad to happen, and then we flipping right back over to the bad.
8: <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's disingenuous, and you can say whatever you want. What are you supposed to say? You can just say they are both great quarterbacks and I'm I'm eager for the opportunity to play with Aaron Rodgers right now. You didn't have to say that A Rod is on a whole nother level. I mean, that is just it's just it's not true. It is liter- it's literally not true. Aaron Rodgers has been the one Super Bowl in what, fifteen, sixteen years? Mahomes has already been the two. He's been the four straight AFC championship games. I, I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers fold plenty of times in the playoffs. I, I I just I just don't understand it. But, I mean, hey, that's his quarterback now. So let's see if they go to the Super Bowl because Sammy Watkins won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, if he's on a whole nother level, the Packers should win the Super Bowl this year. Because I know
7: nobody can say anything wrong about 15 around you. You you got the 15 jersey on on you at all times, and you sleep in your 15 undies. And anytime anybody says anything bad about 15, here comes Mark to the rescue. I I, I understand. You're just doing your due diligence. I promise you this won't impact anything that happens on Sundays. And when Sammy Watkins misses five or six games with a hammy again, I know Mark Gunnels will be the first one (laughs) carrying the flag in the cake. 15
0: so i i know there was the video clips circulating this past week of his performance against washington and i think that the chiefs looked at those and they were like yeah there's some red flags here uh, about him as a player and maybe we are just leaning too heavily into his training camp performance saying like oh this guy's gonna be a stud for us we're all buying into it as a coaching staff as an organization and then they're like Maybe we need to get this guy some live game reps. Like maybe we just need (laughs) to let him play some more and get hit and let him get out there and and just get in a rhythm and get going. So I think that's all this was, but we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on show and BK that, It's going to be Clyde. It's probably going to be Jarek McKinnon with Pacheco in the mix to potentially overthrow Jarek McKinnon. And I think this solidified that. Like all of the talk that we had a couple of weeks ago about Pacheco being the locked-in number two running back, I do think that that's probably out the window at least to start the season now. And he played late into the third quarter because they were like, we just got to get this dude reps and see what he can actually do when somebody's trying to hit him.
9: See, I'm actually not sure I agree with that. I think that he is the number two running back, but in different roles. Like, I think he's the number two running back as Clyde's backup, and I also think he's the number two running back as the third down back. And I think those are two different roles in this offense. Like, in Andy Reid's offense, you need to be a guy that can, if needed, be somebody that can step into that role as being the pass-catching running back. And by the way, it's BK. Appreciate you guys listening tonight. Uh, had to hop in
10: a little bit late here for a work function. But I, I, I think well, that you Isaiah – didn't have to say all that, man. I, I mean, didn't know. You had, to, you had to give us some work function, <laughs> man. Just, just say I slid in here.
9: <laughs> um, Isaiah Pacheco, I think, is the direct backup to both. Clyde and also the direct backup to what you have with Jarek McKinnon so I think he is the number two running back I just think this offense is so dissimilar to so many others that you see around the league where like Christian McCaffrey is both the third down running back and also the grinder for the Panthers like you look at some of these other places and they will have the same back that works on first and second down as they do on third down the Chiefs are not that team they're a team that will have somebody that specifically comes in. Like Daryl Williams last year was exclusively coming in on third downs. And that is a role that's very difficult to carve out in this offense. And I think Isaiah Pacheco has already carved out that role behind Jarek McKinnon. But also he's the second second guy that is behind Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as well.
10: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I I agree with those points. I do think they wanted to see him get some carries. Agreed. Yeah, uh, and, and not with you on that. Yeah, I, I think that. I think that was like to me. Anyone get concerned, like, why is he? Why is he playing this late in the game? Is he has he lost a spot? If they lost, now it's just. I just think they want to see him get carries. Um, uh, you know, just looking at different parts of the game. Sky Moore has has a lot of people excited, including you, BK. Uh, has a lot of people excited. I wonder why. Uh, um. You know, I I can't, and we'll have to wait to the regular season to really see, you know, big play worth, you know, big passing play, big completion, big touchdown, something like that. But, you know, he at least had a, a big play in terms of the penalty he drew tonight. And we'll see, we'll see the baby steps there. I was hoping in this game, not as much this game because Mahomes didn't play, but the last game that he'd be more involved with Juju and McCole being out of that game, but we are starting to see some things, not just think for people like BK out there and Serta, you can get in this space too. And anybody listening, like, let's just remember he is a rookie and let's, let's uh, let's let him slowly get, you know, get his, get his space here and, and not expect like he's going to come out the blocks rolling, like drawing a penalty like he did to set up, uh, you know, as a big is basically as a big play is, is, is something that is, that is a good step for him right now.
0: Well, one, I, I think the most excited I was for him tonight was that he finally flashed on a punt return and had a big punt return uh, on after the Packers opening drive. He, he finally broke one a little bit, and so we got to see a little bit of a glimpse of his explosiveness. And on the postgame show after the Commanders win last week, we had a lot of commenters saying, Justin Watson's better than Sky Moore.
2: Like <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and saying,
0: you know, the Chiefs' running game it looks terrible because Isaiah Pacheco is not doing anything, and it's the preseason. What I look for in the preseason is does that guy look like he belongs with the guys that he is playing against? And Sky Moore, I think, definitively has looked like he belongs in the NFL, and. That deep pass play, while it wasn't a completion, yeah, he did draw the flag. Also, his release off the line of scrimmage uh, against uh, a a upper half of the roster unit against the Green Bay Packers was very, very good. And then we saw the deep shot from Mahomes to him last week that wound up not being a completion because Kendall Fuller made a fantastic play on the football. I'm just excited that we're seeing deep shots to Sky Moore because those are going to connect sooner or later in the regular season, and I have been impressed with him in the preseason, despite the fact that he hasn't had any explosive plays yet, because it's the preseason, and I still have plenty of faith that he's going to be really good this year. Yeah, I, I think both things can be true, right? Like, you have a
9: situation where you have a very young and explosive and talented player that's ready to go. Like, if Sky Moore needed to be the number two or number three receiver this year for the Chiefs, I think he'd be fine. In doing so, I really do. I think he's ready to go in that regard. But Juju is going to be ahead of him in the packing order. MVS is going to be ahead of him in the packing order. It should not surprise anybody if McColl Hardman ends up being ahead of him in the packing order as well in terms of, like, number of touches this season. Sky's going to get his touches, though. Like, he's going to have opportunities this year, and we've already seen in the preseason in three games, when he gets those opportunities, he's got a real chance to make a play with them. Last week you saw that post corner where he routed up a cornerback that we all deem to be pretty damn talented. And what ended up happening is he didn't make a play on it. But like that's gonna happen for him down the road. So I am not in the least bit worried about Sky Moore. And in fact, I think this this preseason so far, what you've seen is that everything we said about him preseason, Ron, I know you hated it. You were worried about it, you weren't on with on board with us, man. The routes are real, the releases are real, and he is a guy that is going to absolutely be ready to go quicker than we expected most rookie receivers in this offense to be. I think he's going to be a productive player for the Chiefs, but that being said, like if you're playing fantasy football and you're taking him in like the sixth round or something don't be disappointed when he doesn't live up to those expectations this is about him being a better football player than some of the production that you might end up seeing on the sheet because the Chiefs are deeper at wide receiver this year than they have been in as long as I can remember honestly
10: yeah I, I, like I I think he's going to be productive and impactful as well I I just like let's just let's just keep in mind with what they have on the team and what they have around him that he's not going to just come in and just like this thing on fire. Like, you know, like he's going to he's going to be ultra productive because I, I don't I don't think right off the bat he's going to be that.
0: I agree. You know, you know where else they're deep on this roster? A tight end, baby, hit it, Kramer. Matt Bushman, two touchdowns tonight. Big Matt Bushman. He did leave the game with a shoulder injury, but he had two <laughs> touchdowns. No look at touch Matty him. Ice. We're we Are we having a, a Matt Bushman
4: here? conversation. We're doing that. I, I'm,
10: I, I am. You got a problem with it? Look at yeah, that. I Matt do. Bushman. I do. He's not making at, the roster. Look at Bushman. Uh, He'll he, never. Oh, here we go. Here's another one. Oh, wrong. my God. Cross that and in
9: traffic. Can you see that block? Look at 82. Look at 82. You see Defoe?
10: What? You see, Defoe? You see Defoe? But why do you have, you see have to take that moment from him? Hold on. Hey, take...
9: Kramer, Kramer. Can we run that back again? No, Hold we on. don't
10: need to run that. Back.
9: Let's run that last one back. No no, 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 no. We don't need to see this third one. Let's run that last one back one more time. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. There we go. Look at Defo. 82. 82. Oh. <laughs>
10: <Man. laughs>
0: I think you can first make the off. argument that he kind of missed the block and then probably held that. First, <laughs> that first off,
10: don't yeah. do that. Don't first, do that. To first me. Off, yeah, look first at that. Look at that. First off, BK, what we're not going to do is not you're going to just take and, and and act like Kramer is your personal assistant to just go <laughs> and just start running things back for you. in it so I felt like I could. <laughs> for Defo. For Defo. Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> for Defo have- blocks. Now, then, listen, Kramer, you don't have to listen to PK when he tells you to try to run <laughs> something back. Next thing you know, he's got some sort of he's gonna be making circles on these highlights. Like he's like he's Dick Vital or, or hey, John sort of, Matt. Th- there's also
9: kidding. two defo uh targets tonight that ended in in receptions. If you want to play those back as well.
0: Uh we don't have those. Uh those weren't that's readily available. He did, have a, he did have a nice catch. <laughs> uh because I mean the scoring plays are the ones that are usually yeah, easier no, to cool. find. Um but no, he did have a nice catch and run tonight. And I think but Bushman, he, Bushman. I know you wanted to talk yeah. about Bushman, so I don't, don't, don't want to I mean,
10: I talk about him long. Listen, he, he impressed somebody tonight. <laughs> he did like leave the around, with shoulder injury late in the game. So he that's might be all right; there. he'll he'll get past that. But he impressed somebody around the league. Like maybe somebody saw a, a tight end moving that way and got it, and and maybe 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 got himself a look. From another team, I don't think he's making this one. I Look have a bad, that, I have bad news. Uh, according to bat,
9: Matt Derrick, um, this is very unfortunate. Uh, Matt Bushman sustained a fractured clavicle tonight. Oh,
0: that's my. that's that's two oh, weeks, man. That's, that's two like weeks. Two that ended ended multiple seasons for tony romo and aaron Rodgers. uh, those are those guys
10: all i'm saying if matt wants to really play this thing out he'll get why can't the chiefs
9: find another tight end like why do all of them get
0: hurt yeah blake bell's on the shelf right now
10: matt's got a shot here if he can get himself fixed but at least maybe he in all seriousness can, can, can
9: we talk tight end for a second
10: well, I guess you're taking over. Kramer, you, you got something you to catch for... tonight? No. You to catch? <laughs> um, They need another tight
9: end that can block. This team needs to find a guy that can fill. Like, I, I'm, I'm totally serious. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Blake Bell role is, like, legitimately important in this offense with the way that they want to run it this year. And if they don't have Blake Bell, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be available for a while with that hip surgery that he just got, yeah, they're probably going to have to find somebody on waivers that can come in and play
10: that role. Yeah, because because uh, uh, the thief in the night eight eight that's that's certainly not his his role. He is not <laughs> an uh, inline blocking tight end, but um, but fortunately for the Chiefs, that's not a difficult one. To find, I, I and I, yeah. I I agree and I agree that they they are going to have to add to that room, but that is at least I mean I'm I I can tell you right now I know, I know of several, several inline blocking tight ends there around that'll that'll probably be available, that could fill that role. Uh, so I I would agree with you on on that 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 we don't need to overlook that part of the Blake Bell injury, uh, but. That it, that at least is something I think that'll be available out there to find. But by, by the way, the quarterback situation is that is that solidified? Shane
0: Michelle Sugar Shane, is Sugar? Yeah, is Sugar, they, they, they got the their quarterback, quarterback situation
10: all in the yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Chad is the backup quarterback. I don't yeah, think they've Chad's got two quarterbacks. But... Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he doesn't <laughs> trust he doesn't trust Shane, and nor should he. Oh, I. I hate Shane's throwing motion. I hate it. I hate everything. <laughs> he looks like he looks like Brad G inside of his helmet. Brad G, the communication guy for the Chiefs. That's what he looks like. No
0: one gets that.
10: No one but
0: us knows what Brad G looks like.
10: Well, if you're out there, look up Brad G and then look at Shane and tell me if that doesn't look like Brad G has thrown his helmet on. God love it. I love Brad. All right. Can, all right. Can we get some serious conversations? Not talking about talking about the
0: defense, Ta- talking about the most under talked about thing about this football game. Yes. I'd love
10: what okay, What is that? <laughs> what is the most? Under- I feel I'm-
0: like it went totally overlooked that the start of this football game, George Karloftis got the start at defensive end opposite of Frank Clark. Clark only played the first series. And then yeah. on the second series, it was Mike Dana and George Karloftis. And yeah, throwaway preseason game number 3. I think it means something that George Karloftis got the start over Mike Dana in this final preseason game and nobody talked about it. That was crazy.
10: Because like, many others I don't believe thinks it means anything like you do. <laughs> Why
0: did he get the start over Mike Dana? Why does that make sense? He's because a rookie. He's well, no, cuz he's yeah, cuz he's, he's a starter. That makes yeah. sense. But they haven't confirmed that he's the starter. I feel like he just got confirmed that he's going to be the starter over
10: Mike Dana. But I mean, I mean, I don't. I, shouldn't it be it?
0: Yeah. Like I, just I didn't mean, think he was gonna. It? I didn't think he was gonna be the starter at the start of the season.
10: I really didn't. Like I feel like you lost it wherever you were watching it when you when you saw it. Like I was oh just my like, God, big what?
0: time? Get in there, George. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think. Listen.
10: I, I'll say this about George. George has, has, he has come along f- quicker than I thought he would and has put himself in a position to where George is starting. Oh, okay. It should. Like I and I, I'll give him credit over that uh, for that. Cause um, I, I didn't think he would be this far along and he is already to me shown to be a better player than, than I thought he would be at this point. But I, I mean, I think he should be starting.